Welcome to Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, here with co-host, Passion to Reach's founder and director, Pastor Fanu Ipe. How are you, Pastor Fanu? I'm doing good, Emily. Excited for another Mission Connect podcast. Yes, this is a reminder to all our listeners that this podcast is about connecting them to God's mission for their life and helping others connect to theirs. So, Pastor Fanu, why don't, um, in today's podcast, we have a special guest, but first of all, I just want you to kind of talk to our listeners about the power of prayer when connecting to our mission uh, of God in our life. Well, I think, you know, the idea of prayer, communion with God, being in the presence of God uh, is so critical when it comes to our mission because um, part of God's mission is first found in relationship with God. So if we're not really in relationship, we're not going to discover God's mission. And very often, as most of our guests on the podcast talk about, God's mission for our life is not always evident right away it's a process and it's a journey and most times when you look back and you're like wow i never would have said 10 steps ago that this is where i would end up and this is what god would have done and so you really get there uh, not because you had this grand plan to get there uh initially but because you sort of followed god and heard his voice at one step at a time and that really only happens in communion with god and and i say communion with god as opposed to just prayer because sometimes we think of prayer as just this transactional thing where it's like you know i, I need this and i'm going to ask god for this and then he's going to answer me and and i keep going but the reality is Many times we don't even know what we need, what we really need. And so what we need to do is just be in the presence of God, be in relationship with God, be in communion with God, spend time in his word and his presence asking him for direction. And I think that's how you discover uh, one step at a time his mission for, for your life. That's so good. You know, and our guest today, she's actually the director of Durham House of Prayer. Wow. And you asked me about prayer, mm-hmm. Emily. Wow. Yeah, well, okay. I was just testing you, Pastor <laughs> Fanu, but, uh no, no, but she's going to share her story and her journey about kind of that vision and mission that God gave her and how she connects. She's also a worship leader. She trains and develops other worship teams. And actually, I owe a lot to her. She introduced uh, my husband to me. So she's the reason why I am married to my husband. So That's she's awesome. very important to me. She's but, also uh, a divine matchmaker, I guess. Yes, eh? exactly. Okay. <laughs> so if any singles are listening to this podcast, you know who to call. <laughs> So let's bring on our guest today. We'd like to welcome Lorna McDougall to the podcast. Welcome, Lorna. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. It's wonderful to be here. We're excited to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. So, Lorna, why don't you just take us through a bit of your the beginning of your journey of how you came to know the Lord? Sure. Um, well, I actually became a Christian when I was really young. I came to the Lord when I was 10 years old. Wow. Um, my mom sent me to a Christian camp, <laughs> and uh, usually when I tell people the story, she sent me to camp for a month. Um, usually kids don't get sent away that long, but my mom was having a lot of difficulty with me, and I was acting out and being rebellious, and so she shipped me off to a Baptist camp. Um, I grew up Presbyterian, so I wasn't quite used to that, um, and it was at the camp that I came into a relationship with the Lord. Um, some of my friends got saved that I met at the camp, and uh, I saw a change in them, you know, wow. even overnight, wow. um, and then asked a, a counselor the next day if I could know the Lord as well, wow. and then she she 
led me to the Lord. Wow. And quite... did you serve God uh, right through your teenage years? Was there a time in your life, uh, especially in those early years, where you went through seasons of doubt, maybe, uh, and you were sort of wondering, okay, did I make the right decision? Did you go through that season at all? Um, I never wondered if I made the right decision. I think I more struggled with... Um, developing my relationship with God. And, um, you know, once I came back from the camp, I ended up going to a different church than my parents. So there was some wrestling and some difficulty with, mm-hmm. with those kind of things. But mm-hmm. I never really doubted God. Um, and what was, the, what was your journey like towards your mission, uh, towards what you're doing today? How did that all sort of come about? Was it something you always knew? You know what, I'm going to be someone who's going to lead a prayer movement. I'm going to be a worship leader. This is what I want to do in ministry. Or was that a gradual process where you sort of discovered uh, a little at a time God's plan for your life? That definitely was a gradual process. Okay. Um, I had taken piano lessons as a young kid. And in fact, um, I wouldn't play the piano in front of people. I was so terrified. Um, when they walked in the room, I would stop playing. Um, but it was through having people kind of, I like to call it tossing people in the deep end, where um, there was a need in the church, they needed a piano player, and so I saw the need, and the need seemed to overcome my fear, so I stepped into that need, that area of helping, and then that led to going on like a missions trip, and then on that missions trip, again, they threw me in the deep end and said, we need a worship leader, we don't have anyone else to do it, can you sing and can you kind of play? So... It was always this facing of my fear, um, but knowing that God was there to help me and to, you know, move me into the things that he wanted me to do. So, so where was the point where uh, there, you were feeling a need, you were, you know, kind of just jumping in when needed and then realizing, okay, I have a call as a worship leader? Yeah, um, again, I think that was more, that that took a number of years, that was probably five years after playing and singing and going on the missions trip. Um, Again, it wasn't necessarily a specific call. It was more just um, helping with raise up worship teams at the church that I was at. And then uh, I think the more I did that, the more I got deeper in my relationship with the Lord and I had a closer intimacy with Him. And I wanted other people to get into that place of well, of knowing who He was, walking in relationship with Him, developing their heart. and I, I just began to have a sense that this is something that God was drawing me into doing more on a full-time basis. Wow. You know, I, I love what you're talking about here, Lorna, because uh, one of the things that I hear from young people a lot of times is, well, you know, Pastor Fino, I'm not sure uh, what God's called me to do. I've prayed. I haven't seen a vision as yet. I haven't received a prophetic word yet. Yeah. And I'm not really sure what direction to take. And your story and what you're sharing with us is basically, listen, I wasn't sure either, but there was a need. And they asked me and I was, I guess, humble and willing enough to say, I'm going to step in and serve. And in the process of serving where there was a need, uh, more to help out than to say that this is my destiny in life, I sort of discovered my destiny. That, yes. Is that sort of accurate? Yeah, it's, it's almost like I tripped over it with these little steps of obedience that added up, right? To That's eventually powerful. get to the point of, of hearing what he was saying and having a sense in my heart and confirmation from other people. Yeah, this is something that I feel that he really wants me to do. Like, so if you were to speak life. to someone, Lorna, today who's a young person that has 
God has a plan for them, but they're not really sure exactly what that looks like. Yeah. And they're sort of lost. And and sometimes, you know, young people, when we're not really fulfilled or we're not really sure that there is a place for us uh, in God's destiny and plan for us, then we look for other things. So if you were to encourage a younger person, maybe in their late teens or early 20s, that uh, would love to do something for God and would love to be on mission with God, but doesn't really understand what they can do and where they can serve, what would you what would you say to them? What would your advice be to them? Yeah, my encouragement would be for them to get close to God, mm-hmm. is to develop their relationship with Him. Uh, it's sometimes through trial and error. It's things that you test out that you, you feel like you're hearing from Him. You get into the Word of God, you listen to Him speak, and He begins to direct your steps. He promises that, you know, He'll order our steps if we listen to Him and we turn to Him in our hearts. And He also says that He knows the plans that He has for us. And those are plans for good. They're for a future and for a hope. Mm-hmm. But it's in it really developing that relationship, that intimacy with Him. And how about the, the, the place of mentors? Now, I know you're a mentor to others, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But in your journey of discovering God's mission for your life, what yeah. would you say the place uh, has been for mentors and people that are you know more mature than you, that have walked with God lo- longer than you have, and their impact and influence over your journey? Yeah, I've been blessed to have a lot of mentors along the way. A lot of people that I would say have almost mothered and fathered me and walked alongside me, encouraged me. I would was able to ask them questions, you know, especially as a young person, you're confused, you're not sure, things aren't very clear. And I had a lot of people who would just like sit up all night with me in the car, any question that I wanted to ask them, uh, stuff about the Bible, and they would answer those questions for me. And there's, he's always provided someone along the way for me throughout my entire life. And God provides those people, that's wonderful. But what was your response? What do you think, um, as someone that's that's growing in their faith and growing in their call and their you know sense of mission in God, what do you think the response should be or the attitude should be or the character trait should be for someone that that is to be mentored, if you know what I'm trying to say. So sometimes you know people will say, well, I don't really have people around me or I have people around me, but I'm not really sure if they're the right people. But there are times when maybe it's our attitude. Maybe it's, mm. are we willing to listen? Are we willing to submit? Are we willing to, uh, you know, be open to correction? And, yeah. and how, how do you find, or how important do you feel that is? And again, any insights that you can offer uh, someone that's younger and growing in ministry or growing in their sense of call in God to say, hey, here's some things to watch out for. Here's some areas where if you can uh, watch for these things and be careful in these areas, uh, you'll do well with the mentors that God's placed in your life. Mm-hmm. I think one of the key things is being teachable, is um, you you always want to be growing and always want to be learning and not to be the kind of person that knows it all or feels that they know everything, but you're willing, you're willing to, to pull and to glean from um, sometimes those people will be older than you. Sometimes it might even be someone who's younger than you, but maybe has more wisdom. But you want to put yourself in a position of humility and submission and saying, you know what, I want to learn from you. Whatever uh, you've experienced in your life, whatever you've gleaned along the way, I, I want that as well. That's awesome. You know, that's good for our listeners who maybe even, uh, you know, sometimes we think someone has to approach us. But, you know, there's a, Uh, we can take that initiative and see the people kind of around us in our life and go, you know, that's someone that I want to learn from. And then be able to approach them in that and say, hey, look, you're somebody that, you know, I I appreciate or I look up to and I would love for you to pour into my life. Whereas sometimes we always think, okay, you know, uh, 
I, someone's going to come to me or I have to wait till that person approaches me. But we can take that approach in order to be able to go. Because really, we need each other yes, when it comes to our mission and, and living out our call. You know, you know, there's moments where God will, will reveal things to us personally. He will speak to us in the intimate time, like you were discussing about the importance of, of being intimate with the Lord. And then there's times where God will speak through other people and, yep. and because of other people. And that's so important in terms of understanding our own call and mission that, you know, we're in this journey in a community and and having the right people come alongside of us. So yeah, it's, you know, iron sharpens iron mm-hmm. um, and we need others to sharpen us. And sometimes as Christians, we feel like we it's a personal individual relationship but we really need community we really need others around us who can uh, give us what we're lacking yeah that's good and so you know when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about this area of of intimacy and and growing closer and first in our relationship with God. And the we discussed at the beginning of this podcast the power of prayer. And in those times, what were moments for you, you know, you're now leading the Durham House of Prayer and really because, uh, well, maybe you can share the journey, but what was that journey of understanding kind of that importance of prayer in your life and and how God started to just reveal that to you as you developed this Durham House of Prayer? Yeah, um... Uh, again, because of the mentors and the people that I had around me, they really built a hunger in me for the presence of God and a knowledge and an understanding of God. And I've I've learned that prayer is a two-way relationship. It's not just me talking to him and asking him for things and you know, this wonderful Santa Claus <laughs> that's just kind of going to fill my needs, but it's also listening to him. It's hearing what he has to say. It's hearing the things that are on his heart. Um, he has nations on his heart. He has people on his heart. He has, um, you know, people groups that are on his heart. And uh, when we lean in and get close to him, we can we can find out what those things are. And what would you say uh, the key is to consistency? I think one of the challenges, Lorna, that a lot of people face is when it comes to prayer, especially they have seasons where they're, you know, they feel like right, they're right next to God and so close <laughs> to God. And then all of a sudden you're in a season like you're in a wilderness. It's like, you know, is God even there? You know, does he even hear me anymore? What's the, what, what would your advice be uh, for someone that's struggling in that area where it says, how, Lorna, how do you keep consistent in prayer and in being in the presence of God. Yeah, it's not always easy. Um, sometimes you have to faith it. You have to just trust, even though you might not have a sense of God working or God doing something. But you've you've. It's like developing muscles, right? Um, you have these areas that are weak, and you develop your muscles uh, via reading the Word and praying the Word back. You develop your muscles by uh, communion with Him, by by talking with Him, and you just find over time that you you build up strength so that it helps to carry you through those times where you might not hear Him clearly or it's really really difficult. It's almost like um, you think of the story of the five virgins where they go and they get oil, mm-hmm. and that the the oil I always think of is the intimacy of relationship. It's that building it up over time so that when you do have the dry seasons, you still have something to kind of carry you through. Right. That's powerful. And I think also this idea that if we're going to see God's mission fulfilled in our lives, you have to sort of go there before you actually get there uh, in prayer. You know, you almost have to go ahead 
uh, of the actual natural process that God has planned for you uh, spiritually uh, in prayer. I'm just thinking as you're talking, I remember when we first started Passion Reach Ministries, we, uh, you know, God had spoken to us about traveling the nations. And, um, you know, I was an international student at the time and um, didn't have any money, didn't have any resources to, to go into ministry. Uh, remember, I used to go to Canada Christian College and uh, lunch at the cafeteria was $5 and $5 to pay for lunch. And then God, but God was speaking to me about traveling the nations and preaching the gospel and seeing, you know, people come to faith in Christ. And so we started uh, spending time in prayer at, a, at this basement of this home in Mississauga, a bunch <laughs> of us young people, 16, 15, 18 year olds, you know, just getting together and praying uh, all evening, asking God for the nations, asking God for people groups, just as you were saying. And then eventually coming into a fulfillment a couple of years later where we actually started doing that. And, uh, you know, I think we've done 20 something, 20 odd nations and actually walked in the fulfillment of that. But the point is it, we 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 prayed it through yeah. way before we actually walked in it. Yes. And I think that's a key for a lot of people that want to be in God's mission is you've got to pray it through first. You've yes. got to be there in the presence of God, hearing God's voice, you know, almost like you're uh, preparing the ground before the work is actually done. Yes. Would you agree with that? I do. Yes. And so you right now you're in full-time ministry is that right Lorna? You're uh, I, you sort of made that transition. Yes. Okay, how was that for you? Cuz uh, one of the challenges I think we face um in our Canadian landscape for sure is there's a famine in our land for young people that are willing to step out into ministry, uh vocational ministry who are willing to say uh you know not that Obviously, that ministry wouldn't uh, wouldn't pay, or that you wouldn't have resources. But to say uh, gaining resources in the material and the natural is not my, you know, my goal in life. That's not what I live for. Of course, I believe God to provide that, but I have a mission that I want to fulfill for God, and that comes first. And I'm gonna, as the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom. I'm gonna seek God's kingdom. I'm gonna trust Him for those resources. But a lot of young people are challenged in that area of actually stepping out and trusting God. And uh, what would you what would you say to uh, young people about that process? And what was it like for you to make that transition? Yeah, it was it wasn't necessarily easy <laughs> to step out in faith uh, yes. again. You know, I'm always thrown in the. It seems like God likes to throw me in the deep end, yeah. or He likes to kick me out of the nest because I enjoy comfort. <laughs> I think we all do enjoy comfortable That's places. Right. But um, it's again, it's just a faith journey. It's. Mm-hmm. Um, Having lots of people around you to kind of encourage you along the way and speak into you and say, hey, it's okay. Um, it's, you're you're going to be afraid and it's going to be difficult. I think young people are authentic and they yes. want to know um, the realities of what's going to, to happen with them uh, and the re- realities in relationship. And um, it's it's just, I think, building the right people around you and walking together in relationship and 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 how have you found it making that transition uh looking back what would you say to somebody that's you know back there still and saying should i take that step um how would you encourage them to say it's worth it like what would you say to them as far as is it worth taking that risk? Because some people say, well, Finu, what if I do that and then I have to pay a price and there's going to be sacrifices and I don't know how that's all going to look like. And <laughs> What would you say to that person? I think with everything there is sacrifice, um, whether you're in ministry or whether you're stepping out in business, but it's worth it. Um, Jesus is worth it. He's worthy of it all. There's even a song that says that. But he's he, he's worth the investment. He's worth the sacrifice. Um 
you do have to count the cost. Um, the, the Word of God encourages us to count the cost. When you're building, you know, you look at the things that you have to invest in it and what you're going to have to do. So there definitely is a price to pay. You know, I think sometimes um, when we're looking at, you know, this idea of stepping out in faith and going, is it worth the risk? And we and we need to, you know, understand that, you know, there is a lot of scripture that says, you know, things aren't going to be easy, but the safest place to be is in the will of God. And so I would actually be more concerned with people that don't step out and step out of the will of God, they're probably in a more dangerous territory than those that step out in faith and are in the will of God. And so, you know, when we're connecting to our mission in our own life, that's that's an important part. And that's how we can be really an encouragement to other people. So just as we're closing up, Lorna, you've talked a lot about mentors in your life, people being surrounded by community, by prayer. So now where you're at, how have you helped others connect to their mission uh, through mentorship or through um, leading worship teams? What are ways that you've helped others connect to their mission? Yeah, um, well, at Durham House of Prayer, we've had an internship program where we actually... um, train people in prayer, in worship, in um, uh, biblical meditation, really strengthening their core and knowing that not everybody's necessarily going to end up in the prayer room or at at DHOP, but as long as their core is strengthened, wherever they're sent out, whatever it might be to a different mountain, it might be to business, it might be music, it might be something different, but training them over an extended period of time. Our internship has been We've had three-month internships and we've mm-hmm. had six-month internships that wow. people have, have gone through. And uh, I, I, I just love how um, I feel like I've had a hand in sending people out to a variety of different areas. It's kind of like you have to trust as well and release people mm-hmm. and release them to what God has for them. And where he what do you think one be. of the challenges has been, uh, Lorna, for you? Uh, it maybe not a challenge, maybe it's more of a process in helping them discover that purpose for their life. What I mean by that is, you know, when they come in for an internship and they're working with you, they're praying, they're in the worship team, etc. That's great. Yep. But okay, I'm doing this, I'm learning, I'm growing. But what is it specifically that God's called me to do? How, how have you coached uh, your interns to discover that specific call that God has for their life? And any insights you can share about that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um... I have to think about that. Because sometimes you're, you know, it's very generic as far as, hey, you can worship, you can pray, you can be in God's presence, and that's awesome. But how do I, how do I know, Lorna, specifically where God is placing me? So if He's called me to business, or if He's called me to politics, or if He's called me to media, whatever He's called me to, how do I discover that? How do I find that? specific call? I, I think you only find it by just doing it, by trial and error and mm. by testing it to see if it's a right fit for you. Like you kind of, I, I've, because it's been that way for me, I feel like you have to kind of be in it to figure out what the mission is as opposed to um, God saying, thus says the Lord, you're going to, you know, go and be like Jonah. Um, it's, it's, it's more by trying it on, mm. almost like when David tried yes. on the wrong armor. Yes. He had to try on, try it on to know that it was wrong. Mm. Um, and I think that's the way it is with, pe- with people as well. They kind of have to fit it on and see if it works. And sometimes that might take a little bit of time, but that's okay. Like God promises to be with us 
in all of it, in right. all of the, whether we trip and fall, whether we're successful the first time, mm-hmm. whatever it is, he promises that he'll stay with us. So basically you're saying, just like a Peter, if you will, that steps out of the boat, steps onto the water and says, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. This yeah, is where I, what chance. I sense. This is what I've prayed about it. Here's the sense I have. And I'm just going to go for it and see where God takes me. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's awesome. You know, to be honest, uh, as I'm thinking about my own life and ministry, that's exactly how God, um, God launched Passion to Reach was, you know, just, hey, I have the sense that I'm called to do this specific thing in ministry yep. and I'm going to try it out and see what happens. And it wasn't, you know, what I'm doing today is very different from what I started doing. And yet it's been an incredible journey. Yeah. And every step was important. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Every, every, every experience sort of prepared me for the next step that God had planned for me. So nothing goes to waste. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. It's And it's almost like, if you think of the movie The Karate Kid, yeah. where he, um, Mr. Miyagi has him doing all this crazy stuff and he's getting really upset. It's like, what is the purpose of this? But it's like, God builds you up with each thing along, along the way. Each thing that, that you're learning is important towards the mission. You know, I want to talk to you about uh, this specific thing about Canada. I don't know why, but I sense this, uh, that I need to ask you. You know, you've you travel the nation. Uh, you've you've had a lot of explosion, a lot of different ministry settings. Uh, what do you sense that God is doing in Canada today, especially um, with the millennial generation? And I'm sure you deal with a lot of younger people because of worship and the, and the house of prayer, etc. Uh, what is your sense of the of God's mission in Canada that He's doing right now, uh, especially through the next generation? Uh, yeah, again, another good question. Um, I think he's stirring up a fresh hunger mm. in them. And I think he's using them to um, almost convict the older <laughs> generation of some areas where we've lacked passion mm. um, and that we can run headlong into uh, what, what, what God has for us. Um, mm. They're, again, it's the, they're so authentic. They're so real. They want uh, the real thing, not fake and um, they stir the rest of us on, I think, into hmm. into the heart of God. And if you could speak to, I mean, we have a uh, we have a lot of people listening uh, to this podcast uh, all throughout the GTA and other parts of Canada. What would you say to a young person that says, "Lorna, I want that. I want to be passionate. I want to fulfill God's mission for my life. I'm not fully certain exactly how I'm going to do it, <laughs> yeah. but." If they were sitting in front of you, if you were at D-Hop right now and you were maybe giving an exhortation yep. to challenge, uh, you know, that young person to uh, to do what God's called them to do and to fulfill God's mission and to live life on purpose, what would you say yeah, to them today? I would say and you, you can just speak right to them. Sure. I would say, you know, um, as, as much as you want to go headlong into what God has for you, have an understanding that he is passionate about you, that his heart burns with love for you, and that he is the one that's going to ignite you, and he's the one that's going to propel you forward into your destiny and to all the things that he has for you to do. You can trust him. You can trust him with your life. You can trust him uh, even if you fall. You can trust him um, to give you um, purpose and to give you a future and a hope. Would you take a minute or two, uh, we, we only have a couple of minutes left, but would you take a minute to pray uh, for those young people right now sure. that God will raise up? And I'll tell you why, Is even as we're doing this podcast, and I'm not sure if we've ever done this before, but I really sense that um, 
that there's something that God has deposited within you that is to inspire, to raise up, uh, to see a new generation rise up in passion. And uh, and if you can just pray, asking God yeah. for Canada, and that's really what I'm sensing right now is for Canada, for our nation, East Coast to West Coast, that God will raise up a generation of passionate worshipers, of passionate prayer warriors, of passionate men and women that will be about God's mission for their life. Mm -hmm. And specifically, you know, to see our nation experience a revival like it's never seen before. So if mm -hmm. you, could you lead us mm -hmm. in prayer, please? Mm -hmm. And so, Father, I thank you yes, that you are raising up the next generation, that you are fanning into flame passion for the fame of Jesus that would spread across our nation and spread around the world. And Lord, I'm asking even for a grassroots movement of people who um, have a desire to know you and have a desire to turn from uh, the things of the world that would, would, would hinder them. But Lord, instead they would run headlong into relationship and depth with you. God, would you stir up the young people across Canada. God, thank you for how you're working in their hearts. Father, thank you for how you're working in their lives and you're stirring them and you're moving them. And you're causing there to even be a discontent yes. and a frustration with the ordinary. Yes. And Father, thank you that you're bringing them into a place of 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 depth of relationship with you yes, and Lord. of and of understanding and the knowledge of God. Yes. Uh, thank you for how you're blowing across this nation, God, yes. with your passion and with wisdom and with revelation. We ask for an increase even of that, Lord, across this nation with the young people. We bless what you're doing, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, wow, Lord. that's powerful. You know, I really thank you, Lorna, so much for being here today. I've had the privilege of being a recipient of Lorna's faithfulness to God and just being blessed by her ministry and her mentorship. And so we want to thank you today. That was a powerful prayer. I feel like there's listeners out there that just need to take hold of that word and really um, go with passion. And, you know, I've seen your ministry and you're really at the forefront of that. So thank you so much for sharing your journey today. Thank you. Thank you, Lorna. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. You know, there were so many good areas that Lorna talked about, this idea of surrounding ourselves with community. We've talked about this yes. multiple times and how that is so important to um, our mission and connection with God and the power of prayer and intimacy. And this idea that it's not its not always like, here's a big vision and, and go run with it, but it's you know, generally it's at in the this process or these moments where we step out in faith or, you know, really sometimes fulfilling a position. You know, if we don't, if we don't have this clear understanding, sometimes it's just about what's in front of us. And, you know, is that serving in your home church? Is that serving with a ministry and those opportunities? You know, I, I think one of the things that really blessed me with what Lorna was sharing, Emily, is um, this idea of the importance of prayer, the importance of being in God's presence. I think sometimes we talk about mission in a very mechanical way, in a very, um, you know, do this, try that, you know, go talk to this person, try serving at this church. And that's all wonderful. And she talked about that. You have to serve where there is a need. But this idea that we need to spend time in God's presence, we need to be directed by the Lord. And the more we are in God's presence, the more he's going to direct us. And mm -hmm. and also because partly uh, is that you want, he wants to prepare us for this next step that he has for our lives, for the mission he has for our life. And unless we spend time in his presence, our heart will not be in the right place for us to do uh, to, to fulfill that mission when the opportunity actually arises.
Yeah, that's so good. And you know, I really feel like there that prayer and that word just spoken yes. over to this generation of just yes. being passionate warriors, passionate prayer warriors who really are going to be an army that rises up. So. so thank you to our listeners for joining us today for Mission Connect Podcast. I pray as we prayed, as Lorna prayed, that you will find your mission and that you would be passionate and that uh, especially all of you listening across Canada would rise up and that we would truly see a revival uh, sweep across our nation. So thanks again for tuning in. Uh, please uh, do subscribe on uh, iTunes and Google Play. You can always uh, email us at uh, Mission Connect at PassionToReach.com and uh, also check us out online at PassionToReach.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.